What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bold Call Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by DFS Army and sponsored by Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports. Today, we're looking at how to win your Superflex Leagues. Got the best coaches in the game. <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block. Helmets casket is top. All right, welcome back. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek, and I've got my partner in crime himself, Alan Seslowski, the Encyclopedia Footballica. And today we're going to be taking a look at how to win your Superflex Leagues. Now, Alan, how many years have we been preaching here on the Bolt Call about our preference for Superflex Leagues? We feel about Superflex Leagues what the mainstream market feels about PPR leagues. Like, you don't not do a PPR league. You only do PPR leagues. And we've been talking about two quarterback leagues, Superflex Leagues, for, you know, all the obvious reasons. It just makes sense to have the most important position ha- be a position of scarcity in fantasy leagues. I mean, you need that draft. Quarterbacks should be getting drafted in the first round. That You shouldn't be able to get any quarterback you want in, like, the eighth round or later. Well, here's the thing. You know, I was resistant a little bit to Superflex early on because, precisely because, and if you if you don't play in a Superflex league, I'm going to give you the ultimate way to win your regular league too, which is you wait on quarterback in a regular fantasy football league because there are so many of them, and there's a lot of really great ones. And a lot of who we're going to talk about today as potential QB2 or 3 would make for a great bench quarterback in your season-long league that you could pick up super late in your draft. But um, the cheat code had always been wait on quarterback. But in super flex, it's different. The quarterback becomes as important as the running back position. Therefore, we go away from wait on quarterback to grab the studs and grab them early. Yeah, which is why, you know, Owner's Box, who is sponsoring this podcast, it was the perfect fit for us because they are a weekly salary cap league that, emphasizes the super flex. So the, they are right on top of where the trends are going. Owner's box is, is a DFS style game, weekly game. And we're going to talk about them a little bit later on, but uh, you'll see a link in the video description below our favorite weekly salary cap game right now, because why geek, because they use a super flex position. Yeah. And to be clear, weekly salary cap, it's the same format as any other DFS site, but They've added in Superflex, so we don't have to deal with kickers. We don't have to deal with defenses. But and we get to play our favorite uh, format for fantasy football over there. And, of course, it helps that. It's kind of a shark-free zone. The contest sizes are really, really pretty ideal. So check out Owner's Box. Of course, use promo code DFS Army when you sign up over there. Yeah. And there's and, a link in our video description. Yeah, below. use the link in the description below. But let's get right into it, Alan. So yeah. talk about strategies for winning our Superflex League. Like, I'm very comfortable. So in my own head and the average viewer, they that hasn't been playing in a lot of super flex leagues, and most people have it. We we have an aversion to taking quarterbacks early and lots of them. We see the sexy names. Where's the point in that first round where like how how critical is it to take the the early quarterback, in your opinion? Uh, I think that if you have a top six pick, you're taking a quarterback. I know that it, it is reasonable to still take one of the elite running backs, uh, Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. But if I have a top six pick, I want Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, 
Uh, I mean, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. I mean, one of those five guys um, for sure. Is am I missing anyone that's in that top? No, I mean, the, obviously the the two. I, Herbert, I would actually, too. I would, take I would have an argument with you here. So I'm already ready to argue this because as important as quarterback is, I, I do think an argument can be made. Um, you know, outside of maybe like a Josh Allen and a Mahomes, the tier AA, like super tier A, that you want to go, you know, it, you want to go McCaffrey and Cook before you get to even the Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott part of part of the the sort of rankings. But I can make an argument that it is okay if you're getting a super elite player to say, all right, I'm going to wait just one round to get my early quarterback especially the season. But for the most part, you want to be taking quarterbacks early and often in these leagues. Yeah, I have no problem with that. If you want to build your team with McCaffrey or Cook first in a super flex league, say you have pick two or three or four or five, and one of those guys falls, and then you're okay with your two starting quarterbacks being Ryan Tannehill and, say, Baker Mayfield or something like that, Kirk Cousins and... Well, I'm going to give some names that are better than that. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying like you have to be okay with that level of quarterback because a lot of the upside guys, believe it or not, are going to be gone by the time it gets back to you in round two. Yeah. The, yeah I'm, I'm just looking at some ADP data and um, the guy who's hanging around at the end of the second round, this is going to blow your mind. So Patrick Mahomes goes first, let's say Josh Allen goes second. Chris, you're picking third. By the way, if you're in the chat, put in the chat who you would, if you would take a quarterback or a running back first. I, I'm curious what everybody watching, if you're drafting in a top five pick, pop in the chat. Let us know if you would take a quarterback or a running back first in Superflex Leagues. There we go. So, yeah, in the chat, Christian McCaffrey staring you in the face. Kyler Murray, running quarterback, staring you in the face. You know these are two incredible players that are going to score really well. What do you do, right? What do you do? Brian's taking a running back there. Now, He's old school. Brian's old school. Well, uh, the old school mentality is to take the, the running back always first. But again, there is a point where you get to the stinky cheese running backs where, you know, and, and that's that late second round where you're kind of like, eh, I don't like love Joe Mixon tier. Yeah, it's Montgomery and Mixon. Miles and, Sanders. Oh, he's even worse. But but like J.K. Dobbins. And, and you're like, meh, th that's where you want to be kind of getting a little different. So. If you take McCaffrey, let's say third or fourth, the guy who's waiting for you on the comebacks is probably Jalen Hurts, my favorite sort of pay down option in regular leagues this year. Would you get him with your 10th as the 10th QB being taken? But he's right there in Superflex. I think he's a Superflex. Uh, he's a QB superstar for fantasy purposes. Don't care if they win games. Doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit who wins the games. Only thing I care about is my money. Here's the um, the problem with guys like Jalen Hurts and Superflex in in one QB leagues, right? Jalen Hurts is I agree with you. He's like the pick this year. You get him in the ninth round. He has the upside to be the number one overall quarterback. But the problem is if he but I mean in one quarterback, if he does bust or they does get benched or something like that, you just pick up Tua off the waiver wire. That option doesn't exist in Superflex. I, I so don't you believe it's 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 even possible. So, okay, well, then you're in. But yeah. with those guys, that the, the top five or six that we talked about at the beginning a moment ago, including Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, those guys have no risk whatsoever, like zero risk. They're going to produce. They're going to likely stay healthy because of their playing style. And you, a guy, you want your QB2 to be a little bit safer, and you certainly want your QB1 to be an every-week starter. So 
a guy like Kirk Cousins will have more value in a super flex league because he's so stable and every week starter. Someone like Matt Ryan, players that we don't draft in one quarterback leagues. Whereas your Jalen Hurts, yes, it is an upside play, but you know he could. It, the The team has not shown a lot of uh, has not said a lot of positive things. There's not been positive drum beats for someone like Jalen Hurts. It doesn't matter. There's no one else there, and he runs around, so it, it's irrelevant. By the way, I would remind you, sir. Sir, that Josh Allen, the GOAT himself, had a very similar completion percentage to Jalen Hurts in his first season. Also 51%. I get it. Hurts, not completing passes. But what happened with the receiver group for the Eagles, right? Jalen Rager, one-arm grab in practice the other day. That's enough for me. I only needed that one, one little screenshot. Him making that one-arm grab. Jalen Rager going to be the GOAT. Um, Devonta Smith on the team now. You got Quez Watkins out there balling. I never even heard of this guy. Ertz, Goddard back. So the the pass catchers for the Eagles should be much better this season. Plus uh, a season of preparation for actually being the quarterback for Hertz should be enough that with all of his running prowess, the guy's going to put up 20-25 a game. I think he's going to be great. I don't mind him as my... QB one. If I've got Christian McCaffrey holding down my running back spot, but the big thing about super flex leagues and, and I get it, the old school people from fantasy football, it's hard to grasp it. And trust me when my first year in Superflex, I lost right. Alan, you know, I got my ass kicked because I couldn't get past it either. I'm like, I can't take a quarterback when this running back's available or this incredible. Right. Wide like how, available. like how am I taking Tom Brady over Aaron Jones? It just doesn't compute. No, I can't do that, but but you have to understand when you get stuck with and you said Kirk Cousins okay, Kirk Cousins like, is not okay. Like Derek gonna, Carr and Sam Bradford as your two guys, you know, or or Sam Darnold, right? Or or Derek Carr, no, Sam Darnold. Sorry about that. Yeah, Sam a, might as well be Sam Bradford. Or <laughs> right. you know, or you got to understand these the people who won the Superflex leagues last year, every year before that. You know who they had on the team? They had Josh Allen and they had like you know Kyler Murray, like two people like that level good. On their team, right? Because Josh, Josh Allen, Allen was, was a third round. round. He was a third round pick in Superflex last year. Yeah. So the people who are winning because it's so consistent. When you're getting 30s out of your two quarterbacks, they're anchoring your team. You can actually afford to not have the greatest performances from other positions. So the move. Yeah, they they clean up a lot of, of garbage. You know, like a lot of bad and and they you know their floors are like the floor of a top running back i mean you know josh allen's oh, worst higher, week massively is, higher is going, than the floor of a great running right back. is going to be uh, nick chubb's like probably weekly average yeah that, that's right and so unless it's a mccaffrey again you look at the raw scores mccaffrey does deliver 30 points a game right dalvin cook kind of gets you there kamara but when you start to get into the next level even the zeke elliott's the 20 point a game running back the um the Aaron Jones the seventeen point a game guy, and and if you're gonna take him and pass up on on like a quarterback like Russell Wilson or uh, Justin Herbert right that's where those guys go. Now you wind up with a Tua, eighteen points a game guy, Derek Carr, fifteen points, Baker Mayfield, sometimes less than fifteen points. So it's really really critical to make sure you get your two QBs settled early. But I'm going to give you a couple of names that I like at the QB position later that might allow you to take some risks in these leagues. But I want to go to you, says here with this. 
So let's say I decide, and we've already said the standard operating procedure for your Superflex League is, listen, load up on the studs early at QB. Worry about the other positions later. If you start off your league, like I said, you got Allen, you got Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen on your team, you're gold. Like, you're probably winning that league. That's a great start. But let's say I want to do the Christian McCaffrey, the Dalvin Cook, the Devontae Adams thing in round one. I pass up on it. Now, you know, so who are some names late at the QB position, says, that you think have a chance to maybe break out, maybe surprise a little bit, and maybe elevate from the QB 25 range or wherever they are and help me win an actual league this year? Yeah, I mean, the obvious one of the rookies, right? Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the tricky thing is, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the obvious one because he's going to start from day one. And he's, he's not going that late. He's a QB 14. I mean, you know, he's probably going to go in the third or fourth round. But you're talking about guys that are going to go from like the QB 20 on. So Fields and Lance are interesting because there, there's a chance you're taking a zero from them in week one, maybe week two. And it could be the first month of the season. So there's a lot more risk in those guys. But you still you're going to have to take them early. So Daniel Jones is the obvious one to uh. me when you're when you're talking about like somebody that nobody wants. He's the last one that goes with upside. Um, so. Yes, is there risk? Because he, you know, but he's going to play. Like the Giants are going to give him a 17 week trial to make sure that it, like, they need to know this year if they're moving on or not. He had, he had a good rookie season. He regressed last year mostly because of the turnovers. So he's going to get every single opportunity to be out there. And that's all you care about. You don't care about if the Giants are win or lose, or even if he's good or bad. He's going to score fantasy points. So at QB 23, Daniel Jones, if you want to wait on the positions around four, round five in Superflex, that's perfectly fine. The other value. I you're not you're going to hate this one. Actually, one you're going to like and one you're going to hate. But Zach Wilson is going as the QB 29. He is guaranteed to start every single game and he could be good. But meanwhile, just because there's a Jets bias out there, nobody wants him. The other player. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to say with Wilson, because, you know, I love me some Wilson, handsome young man, beautiful mom, (laughs) kind of obsessed with his mom. Imagining her. But anyway. That just tells you how old I am. I'm into the MILF uh, mom of Zach yeah. Wilson. But um, the other uh, the other thing, what if Zach Wilson is Justin Herbert? Right. That what? That's the point. What I think you just nailed the right. On, on, so I was looking on owner's box, right? Um, the weekly game. I'm going to have Zach Wilson in a lot of my Superflex lineups trying to win the whole contest because no one's going to want him. He's a perfect Superflex guy. And if he just go, let's just say he has Super 300 yards. 300 yeah. yards and three touchdowns in week one. He is starting. He could be that guy that comes out and, and just does it. He's going to be dirt cheap on pricing. So Zach Wilson and a little another sneaky thing that you could do on owner's box as well is use Justin Fields. I mean, this is super risky. No, this is not but, what you want. Right. Do. But you put him in the super flex. And even if he's not starting, if they similar what the team did with what Houston did with Deshaun Watson after like three series, they just they benched Tom Savage and brought in uh, Deshaun Watson. That could happen with Andy Dalton. I, I think and then, Dalton is better than Tommy Savage. I agree but, with all that. But I'm just saying, if you want yeah. in a large field tournament where you want to have yeah. differentiation, I think it's a sharp strategy. But yeah, getting back to your question, Zach Wilson is a player that could bust out. And the other one, and you tell, and you're going to hate this one, but nobody likes Jared Goff, but I still think he's pretty good. And I think that he's got a chance to surprise a lot of people with this. You know, he's going to be the 30th quarterback off the board. You can get him in the sixth round. 
Um, no, I, I definitely don't like Jared Goff. I, I think Jared Goff has a couple of good games in him over the course of a season, but he's not the guy that you want to ride week in and week out with no wide receivers whatsoever. You can't name one. Even you, Encyclopedia. Well, I like I like Tyrell. I like Tyrell Williams. I don't. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's because you memorized Tyrell Williams' name four years ago when he had a decent (laughs) year with the Chargers. Doesn't mean you have to keep busting it out every year. Uh, But but I'm saying it's like they're they're going to throw 600 times, right? (laughs) I mean, Tyrell Williams should get 110 of those targets. I mean, or someone else. Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson has Cephas, and then Brashard Perryman's there. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I I understand. So bad. No, you know who I like? It's one late. of the worst wide receiving cores in, in I've the never entire seen league. one this bad. I mean, Burchard Perriman. Stop. Stop. So let, let's let's actually talk about some some really tricky, some interesting play. Right or die, Jared. No. This is what you do, Sislowski. Now people are ride or dying with Jared Goff. Don't do that. Okay. We're talking now. We're talking now. We're not talking about a DFS perspective. We're talking about your season-long league. Mind. I never mind it one week. Oh, I never mind right. a low own. That can that can work. Right, DFS on on over on owners box. Okay, but here's here's a little one for your super flex league. So here's a strategy I like. Number one, you already mentioned Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Yeah, all the rookies, the rookies, but especially Lance and Fields. Why do we love them? We love them because they run the football. We've seen an example out of Justin Fields already, where scramble third and sixteen, boom, touchdown. That is the beauty of the running quarterback. Right. Um, you know, Velvet Be Smooth knows what's up with Jamal Williams. I've been talking about that, how um, people are overestimating Swift and underestimating Williams. But um, getting getting back to this, Justin Fields. But I want to talk about Trey Lance as well. Trey Lance has an even worse or just as decrepit quarterback in front of him in Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo, I, I'm predicting this. OK, I'm predicting some sort of an ankle sprain, some sort of a. a you know, a, a fluky injury early to Garoppolo. Trey Lance comes in, never turns back, even if it doesn't happen. I already know Jimmy Garoppolo is bad. I've watched him for multiple years. He is not a good quarterback, so they're going to replace him with Lance sooner than later. If And here's the thing, and Alan, you know I love this. Let me, let me throw this at you. Where is Trey Lance going right now in Superflex drafts? Where, so where can I get him? So after so there's a there's two there's two ways to answer this question. There's before that throw he made in preseason and the one after. So before that that big touchdown where people were got a little taste of the upside, he was you know, he was going around the QB 19 in Superflex leagues because in seasonal leagues, dynasty it's a different story and you know all that kind of stuff best ball different story. But in your seasonal league, he was going around the QB 19, which is about the the 4-5 turn. In after he made that throw, he moved up a full round. So now you have to take him in the fourth round. And I, I you, your strategy, okay, you were going to talk about like taking him and then maybe just like padding him with Jimmy G at the end, right? No, no, Jimmy G. No, I don't even want Jimmy G at the end. Uh, you no, have to yeah. take him in the fourth round. You can get Jimmy. You can do that though and get Jimmy G in literally the last round of the draft if you really want to wait. But I'm just going to take Ben Roethlisberger with him because I also need an actual third QB. So Ben Roethlisberger is also, in my yeah, opinion, that's actually a good one. What's that? That's a good one. Nobody wants him. You're right. No one wants Ben Roethlisberger. The guy throws 60 times a game. For some reason, we all love Deontay Johnson. We all love Chase Claypool. We all love Juju Smith-Schuster. And we all love Najee Harris. But Doesn't for some reason, yeah. we don't like up. Ben. Why? 
He throws the football a ton. So Ben is probably the most undervalued. And I get why. He gets hurt a lot, whatever. He's old. It doesn't matter. So I want Ben. He's going to hold down the position for me. I could take him with one of my last picks. I can get Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I, I like Lance more than Fields, by the way. The reason I like Lance more is because I think he's more likely to grab the starting role sooner. I even suspect that he might get it for week one. But we don't know that yet. But if you do it and you say, all right, he's going to sit for a couple weeks. Alan, here's my question for you. The reason I asked you where Lance is going. If, if we knew Lance was starting, he's, he's the starter. He's been named that. Next week, they name him the starter. Where does he go? Pick eight overall. Right this is what I'm saying. He's in the first round. So why? Because I got to wait a week till the guy can start. Now I'm getting him in the fifth round. And he, and here's another here's another way to phrase it too. If we knew that Trey Lance um, didn't exist, right, or, or just and it was it was Jimmy G's team, where would Jimmy G be getting drafted? Not so in, good. I, I disagree. The team Fourth is good. Round after no, two, no, no. he would he'd be going right around the Stafford Brady tier. Nah, you think I, I think that's a bit high. I, I don't know. I, I I think he's still going after Tua. Maybe after Fitzpatrick, you're, you're forget you're thinking about it. Like I think you're anchored to like where he's going now a little bit. Whereas if he was the quarterback on that team, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on that team, uh, I just think uh, it's me. I, I don't like Garoppolo. I think he sucks. I think he's yeah. Not but good. for fantasy, if he's the starting quarterback with with Kittle, with Debo, and Ayuk, the, uh, the Yak brothers, you know, I mean, it's no, like no, still no, still no for me. Not for me. But I don't know where he would be. I, I honestly, you're better with predicting ADP. I just would not draft Jimmy Garoppolo anywhere. Um, all right, I'm going to name another quarterback that I really, really love. And you could still get him at a bargain with, with some extreme risk. That's my boy Taysom Hill. Now, do we have any clarity on who's going to start for the Saints? Um, I think that it's still a battle, but I think that they're both going to play. And I know that's a cop-out answer, but I, I would say that if I was making a bet who's going to take the first snap under center, it's probably Winston. But I, the, when they get on the goal line, I mean, it's almost certain that Taysom Hill is going to – Taysom Hill is coming in. So say the ball's on the four-yard line, you could see Winston jogging out. You could see Taysom Hill jogging in and – that's it. That's that, going to so, hurt Kamara too, by the way. That, but, that hurts Kamara, but it mostly hurts Winston. It hurts, like, it hurts both of them. The only yeah, Well, no, person- I'm just not interested. So, like, if Taysom's the starter, though, it's not like they're going to trot Winston out on third and 16 to throw the pass. Right. Like, no, that's if, not if, if he's starting, he's starting. So, if Winston is starting, we don't like Winston for this reason because he's not going to get the touchdowns. It's going to be Taysom coming in, stealing them. And and it's and they have no wide receivers on the team. Nothing. Can't name one. Go for it. Give you three seconds. Three, two, one. Marcus Callaway. Oh, stop. I knew Marcus Callaway. Uh, Did you, you guys at home couldn't name one. Only Encyclopedia Footballica knew. Because and by the way, him up in out, all the dynasty leagues. Totally out on Adam Troutman. By the way, Did you see he got like what he got zero targets or something in that last game. In the preseason you know, game? Adam Troutman is a story. Do you know how early he went in one of our our dynasty? Um, you know, tight end premium league. Like this guy went in like the fourth round, and I'm like, dude, he's never like right, he might play. This is like taking uh, I, who is the Jets guy that everybody thought was going to be good for the last few years? Chris Herndon. Yeah, it's like Chris Herndon all over again. Like, well, you also something in our in our Fred Lane league that we do, and I'm going to be trying to sell Adam Troutman. I don't want to hear any peanut gallery bullshit from you. Oh, I, I don't want. I don't want. Don't, yeah, because I need to get rid of him. 
So Those if guys I get, are watching this, by the way, you're screwed. Yeah, but still, I, I'll be able to get like a second or a third round pick for Trout. He's a hot name. I might be interested. <laughs> All right, you could take him. <laughs> no, it's yeah. So you know, with the Saints, but I do think if I believe it makes sense with the um with the with the Thomas injury as well for the Saints to roll out Taysom as the guy. I think Sean Payton likes Taysom Hill a lot. So I think that if he gets the starting nod, so I took some chances on Taysom Hill very late in some drafts. Um, I don't mind taking that risk. If you're drafting today, if you're drafting next week, if you're drafting before a starter has been declared, you'll be able to get Taysom. What up Taysom? Um, like round 12, round 14, somewhere in the Garbaggio rounds of your draft. I don't mind throwing a guy like that on my bench and just like, Hey, if he gets the nod, boom, right, right. this That's is the fourth round value. If he doesn't, you know, I'm probably going to dump him uh, off the bench. And if you, you can't play him as the backup to Wilson to, to Winston, but um, I really like Taysom if he gets the job. Agreed. Um, any other, any other quarterbacks that you think says could surprise us this year and emerge with some extreme fantasy value that that's off the radar that we're like, you know, I don't like this guy. I never even thought twice about him, but all of a sudden they're having a resurgence. Could Carson Wentz be good all of a sudden? Maybe Sam Darnold makes a comeback. No, I'm, um, I'm, well, no. I'm going to give you, you're asking. So I'm going to give you all the names you hate who I like. I mean, I already said Goff, you shot me down, but I'm going to say about all these. If I, I'm, I don't like them, but that doesn't mean they're not. Right. Like, they're, now remember, these are QB threes. That means that if you, in a super flex league, some people are like, oh, you need two QBs. Yeah, no shit. You need three QBs, all right? Because injuries, bye weeks, all that kind of stuff is going to happen. I still like Cam Newton. Okay. Oh. Cam Newton, before he got COVID in the first four weeks of the season, was like he had an enormous amount of rushing touchdowns. I still think that that, it, I mean, he's the leader in the locker room. It's still the Patriots. They're going to go the veteran. I'm not saying Mac Jones is not going to play this year. He obviously, 15th overall pick. He probably will. Patriots don't project to be that good. But if, Cam Newton gets off to a good start. I mean, he's he's going to be a, an asset in these leagues. I mean, he's still, I think, he's not MVP Cam Newton, but he's he's a viable player. So you're talking late. Now, if you get stuck, I'm talking like you went running back, running back, or wide receiver, and now you're in the fourth round, and you don't like the values of quarterback. You don't want to take Daniel Jones, and you're just like in a really tough spot. Once you get in that sixth, seventh round, you're going to see the guys like Ben Roethlisberger, which you just talked about, sharp play right there. Cam Newton's going to be there. And if you can double tap him and get Mac Jones too, I still think if Cam Newton is starting, you can use him in Superflex. Like I would use start Cam Newton week one in my Superflex league over um, you know, to, uh, you know, over, um, you know, any of the rookies, obviously over Zach Wilson. I, I still think that even I don't, know if, I'm, I don't know if I'm playing, I don't know if I'm playing Newton over Wilson. I, I would start him over either one of the Denver starting quarterbacks, whoever that is, you yeah, know, I, I, mean, I, I still think there's ups shown no ability to put up a big fantasy score. Yeah. I still think there's upside there. So guess what I'm saying? I, listen, we know what Cam Newton does. He's not going to complete a lot of passes. He's not going to throw for a lot of yards, but he can run for two or three touchdowns in a game and score well. Um, I've made a lot of money in DFS fading Cam Newton and just not wasting my my exposure on that guy. I will keep that going through my season log, but I understand if somebody wants to do something different. Um, I'm thinking... so. When you're late in the draft and you're, and you're kind of like looking at some of these names, who's who's still out there? You know, I already mentioned, um, yeah, Ben and 
and Taysom and, and Zach Wilson, we already both talked about, we love. I know that, for example, like a Baker Mayfield, I'm just going through some of these late names. Baker Mayfield has good games in him, but again, running team, never going to be consistent because they're going to give it to Chubb and Hunt when they can. But one name I guess I'm going to sniff around here. Oh, man, it makes me nauseous. But Tua Tugavailoa has a pretty nice set of weapons. He looked pretty bad last year. Do you think that maybe some of that badness was injury lingering? Some of it was not having much time to practice with the team? Or is that the guy? Is that who he is? He's not a good fantasy producer. Well, one of my favorite things about week one of the NFL season is the reveals. Like, we finally get to see, like, you know, you and I, we follow this stuff all year long. We, you know, we, we do best balls. We do dynasty startups since February. And, you know, we're, we're projecting, we're guessing, we're, we're giving our opinion. We're reading what the tea leaves We're watching the camps and, and, and we're making our best projection and we're giving our best advice. And then in week one, we find out if we're right or wrong. And sometimes we're wrong and then we're right again. And one of my reveals that I just cannot wait to see is this Tua good? I mean, it was tank for Tua two years ago. And then it was like, okay, they bent the Miami benched Ryan Fitzpatrick while they were winning to put Tua in there. He looked all right, and then he looked terrible. And then they took him out again. And he did have a serious injury. I know you don't like these type of excuses, but he did have a serious injury the year before, like a broken hip. It does take time. So this is it. This is the reveal. It's week one. He's got to come out. He's got to look good. If he looks at anything less than like really good, I'll wave the flag and say that he's in trouble. So I'm very much looking forward to the reveal on Tua. And I still, I mean, listen, I would still take him over Sam Darnold in these super flex drafts. I think that, that's a real decision point that a lot of I people. Think, I think we know more about Sam Darnold and right. what he, what his ceiling is. Uh, I think Sam Darnold's ceiling. And I think you nailed it before is like peak Sam Bradshaw, <laughs> you know, like uh, just can't run. Not a good vision guy. Probably never going to get 30-plus fantasy points for you ever. Um, his his ceiling's really low. I don't know about Tua. Can Tua run? I don't know. He didn't do much of it last season, but doesn't mean he doesn't have the ability to. So what I like is the Miami passing offense in terms of the talent. Waddle. Will Fuller. Everybody forgot that Fuller's on that team. I don't know why. He's good. And I mean, also if you are drafting him, he is suspended for week one, yeah, Will Fuller. So just be aware of that. Because of that, you're getting Will Fuller, who, in fairness, I would call him a WR1 last season. Solid. Yeah. Like, in the games he played before he got suspended, he was, I think, wide receiver 11 on the season. Yeah. So this is a WR1 that you're getting, like, as a WR5. Because I mean, he's, he's not playing with Deshaun Watson anymore, though. <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. Because people don't like Tua, and I get it. And his team has way more options, kind of. But there's still a lot of talent there. And on that note, says, is there any value? I know we don't like this question, but is there any value at all right now into, you know, you're in the 12th round, 11th round. Deshaun Watson's still there. You're in your super flex league. You're drafting. Like, fuck, man. When this guy is playing for a team... He's a 25-plus point top five quarterback. I can think of some teams that can use a quarterback. Denver, Philly, the Eagles. Do you take Deshaun Watson anywhere, or is he persona non drafta? Yeah, there's I a couple. Made, I just point that, by the way. That's mine. Persona non drafta. I love it. 
I love it. Like yeah, no, I think there, there's there's two ways to 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 handle Deshaun Watson in a one quarterback league. Yes, you draft him. You take him in the 13th, 14th round. Uh, if he gets a big suspension, you just cut him. It's no big deal. Your 13th round pick, you're going to cut anyway. But in a super flex league where he's probably, you're going to have to take him in the sixth or seventh round as your QB2, I- I'm not doing it. Um, I mean, the chances are he's probably going to be suspended. I mean, it could be four games. It could be six games. I mean, it could be eight games. You know, where, the whole se- you know where he's going ADP-wise? Right now, or at least in the most recent for Deshaun Watson, right after Cam Newton. And yeah, right so, before right so before the, the, the stinkiest of cheeses, meaning Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke, basically, and, 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 and Teddy Bridgewater. So basically, he's going right before that group where you're still not sure if they're ever going to play. Like Garoppolo... Yeah, lock. the market agrees. The market agrees. Yeah. It's his ADP is going to be a lot different, and um, you want to be aggressive with someone like that in a one QB league, but y- you just want to be really careful in a two QB league because you've been in these super flex leagues. If you don't have a, a second quarterback, it's game over, and you need some even just someone that's viable because even someone like having like Sam Darnold, who's going to get you sixteen points a week, maybe some weeks with twenty. No. That's better than putting wide receiver your best wide receiver oh. there. Yeah, to be so, clear, guys, we're we're talking super flex, how to win your super flex league, and I want to expand on your point, Alan, because I want to make we have to make this very clear. If you don't have two really really good scoring quarterbacks on your team, I don't I don't mean just one. If you don't have two guys that are good. You are not going to win this league. It's that simple. You're you're just not going to win it. That's how these leagues work. There's a guy who you're going up against who's got two really good quarterbacks, and they're going to start his team off with 25 uh, 25 points. They're going to start that team off with 50 fantasy points before you get to the other positions. If you're getting 16s out of your quarterback, if you've got Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr in there, and you've got, you're getting 16s, you waited, you thought you were slick, you took a couple good running backs, whatever. You're probably just losing the league. Like you cannot do that. If you wait on the quarterback, you have to take the upside guys, like the Lance, like the Fields, the ones that are should be a top ten pick, but they drop because they're gonna not play for the first couple weeks. You've got to get those guys on your team to balance it out. So then you can have your Derek Carr fill in the role while you wait for Trey Lance to start. And if Trey Lance never starts, you say, YOLO, I took my shot. You don't win it. But if he does, you win the league. That's worth it. That's the move. That's a league winning move. You and I have a super flex uh, draft coming up. We're in a a long running league. It's going to be running about 15 years. It's more of a home league, but it's still some pretty good players in there. You're picking seventh, right? I'm picking seventh. Okay. I mean, what are you hoping to get there? I mean, so I'm picking fourth. And I'll tell you right now, because we talked about this earlier. Um yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to take Christian McCaffrey, one of the elite running backs if they're there, or I'm going to take Josh Allen if he falls. I, mean, I don't that's an easy- see Josh Allen getting to you at four. No way. Okay, Maybe. so then I'll then I'll take McCaffrey or Cook, you know, or I, you know, me, I like Lamar Jackson a lot this year, so, but that's fine. So again, so I, I'm in that area where I'm getting one of the elite quarterbacks, of the elite, you know. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take Trevor Lawrence at that at no. that pick, or Justin Herbert if he's there, or, no. or- if? Kyler Murray is there. Let's if say he's not because it's Lamar a- Jackson. Why? Why you got to? Why, why you got to jinx me? If Kyler Murray is there, yeah, that's because true. one of those guys might is, make it. You're right. My assumption is Pat Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook. First four picks. That's four. those four guys gone. Lamar five, Kyler Murray six. 
or Alvin Kamara six. No, 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 no. It won't happen in this thing. So now you're left with either Dak, Alvin Kamara. I guess you can go Kelsey. It's a two tight end league. Yeah, it it the it might I might wind up with Kelsey. Again, again. I have another league that I have an unusually <laughs> early pick of Kelsey. But here's the deal. It in it number one, you have to start two tight ends, but number two. Kelsey's like a quarterback. That dude puts up 25 points a game. So as I'm getting a 25-point premium position tight end with Kelsey, so I'll take Kelsey if he's there. And you know what? On the comeback, he ain't getting to you, so I can tell you Jalen Hurts will be the guy that I take in round two. So he'll anchor my QB position. But then, again, whenever you wait, and this is what we're talking about, if you don't take that first-round QB, now you're struggling. Because in round three, you know who's there? It's Ryan Tannehill, it's Joe Burrow, it's Matthew Stafford. I'm not so excited about those guys. So then you kind of like, yeah, fuck those guys. Now you're waiting again. Now it's like, oh shit, everybody's gone. Now it's Baker Mayfield. Oh, I don't want him. So again, I'm taking now I've got position players, Terry McLaurin, you know, you know, in, in round in round four. That that's how these go. You're like, I, I'm not taking Baker Mayfield to it here. Now we get to round five, right? Now it's like, oh shit. Now I've gotten past everybody good. Now I really got to hope that Trey Lance or Justin Fields is there and that I can round out my team doing that little cheat code Trey Lance, Justin Fields situation, one or the other, and then wait another round or two, get um, Ben Roethlisberger or somebody like that as my, okay, hold down the spot for me uh, while I wait for, for one of, for, you know, Trey Lance to get the starting nod. That, the minute you, the minute you wait on QB, you're scrambling. I promise you in the Superflex League, you start to scramble. You don't want to wind up with Baker or Tua as your starting QB again because when they are, you don't win. So I don't mind Baker as much as you do. No, no. You should mind Baker. He's not going to be consistent. He will have a 28-point game. But he's going to mix in 12-pointers because they're just going to run it. it. It's not consistent. I want consistency for my quarterback. I think in the end of the day, I'd probably go with Dak, by the way, in that scenario. Because as I run it through, I just hate the way my team looks if I have to um, grab some crappy QB2. And it's so counterintuitive for us who play regular single QB leagues because we're like, I could just wait. There's always a QB on the bench. There's nothing. You will have nothing. You will be dead in the You can't trade for one. You can't get a QB. Even the guys who have a bench QB, they're not giving it to you. They're like, I yeah, got and, a bye week, bro. And the I'm backup, right. And the backup QBs all get drafted too. Like you're going to see like Tyler Heineke and get drafted. Mitch Trubisky. Those guys get drafted in these super flex leagues. Makes people not want to play super flex leagues. They know they have to draft Mitch Trubisky. Why? It makes it more fun. Um, no, I agree. So that, that's the, that's the, By basic, the way, I'm guys. But, um, I just want to the Baker Mayfield. Okay, this is down the stretch last year. I'm gonna give you his fantasy. I know points. he had a couple good games. I know not a couple. I'm gonna start week 12, right when it mattered most. 22, 39 in week 13, 33 fantasy points in week 14, 25 in week 15. I mean, dude, that that is league winning nice run. But number one, you're giving me a biased example of just three or four weeks. Oh, just that was when it counted. That's when the next they... week, you know, like week 16. What about week t- 10? What about weeks one through 11 where he didn't pass 15 fantasy points? Yep. No, I understand. I'm just saying I like guys who finish strong like that. I, I, I don't think it's finished strong. I think the team played against when the, when the 
Browns are up against a team that can score and they have to keep up. They're going to throw and he'll do a good job. But much like Russell Wilson, if the team can run the football, they will. And they have a good defense. So the risk is with, with Baker, they will not unleash him if they don't have to. They will when they need to, but they won't when they don't have to. So you're going to get inconsistent performances. If you feel you can predict when the good Baker Mayfield games will happen, hey, he's up against the Steelers. They're a good run defense. Probably going to have to throw. That's fine. I mean, you could probably predict it. No, no. Oh, my God. No, see, again, says you're giving takes in there. No, don't, no. Baker Mayfield, for all the emergencies that you forgot to take a quarterback and now you're stuck and you're like, shit, I got to take Baker Mayfield and hope for the best. That's all that you get out of Baker Mayfield is, is a cringy, you hope he doesn't ruin you guy. He had a couple good games. By the way, those great games that he had, like that's every game for Kyler Murray. That's every game for. By the way, week okay. I'm gonna give you a little Baker Mayfield for all the money. Ready? It's uh, Baker Mayfield week one versus Kansas City for DFS. Yeah, so he, on owner on owners box, that's a good play for week one. Baker Mayfield, love that play on owners box. Um, by the way, and and getting back to that format and owner box, like DFS with Superflex, same. You can kind of work it different. You can do these things. So it works the opposite in in the Superflex DFS format. You can get. Baker Mayfield for super cheap and afford a Christian McCaffrey on the same team. So now you're really making that decision, but on a week over week basis, you can make a week over week basis to make these sorts of decisions. That's a whole nother story. And yeah, I'll go with Baker shit. I'll put in whoever week one, who's got a good matchup and let me load up on studs at the other positions. But for my season long league, again, against a bunch of other um, dudes who have to assemble a team at the beginning of the year, I want consistency I want 30 points. I want 20. I want 50 points for my two quarterbacks every single week. I want to make sure I'm getting a 20. I never want to go below 20. I know that if I'm getting over 20, 20 to 25 for my QB position, 45 points, that I can afford a little bit of volatility at running back. I could afford a little more volatility at the other spot. So that's how I'm playing it. Yeah, no, no doubt. And by the way, Baker Mayfield to Donovan Peoples Jones, week one. Let's go. Oh, boy. DFS stack extraordinaire. <laughs> like we, we, we passed up Rashad Higgins for the, for the WR four on the, like, you know, who else is getting a touchdown? You try to stack um, Mayfield with OBJ and it's Rashad Higgins and, and Hooper uh, Austin Hooper getting a uh, touchdown. So, so here um, you go. Here, here's sum it up. Ready? Um, super flex leagues, your seasonal leagues. If you're in a league, first of all, if you're not doing a super flex league, try to get your league to do one. It really is a better way to play fantasy football. Okay. That's first and foremost. Uh, and for the, again, everyone mostly knows what a super flex league is, but for those few people who are still wondering, it is a flex spot where you could use the quarterback. You want draft strategies. You want to take the elite quarterbacks in the first five or seven picks, right? You want to make sure that you're drafting Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the running dual threat, quarterbacks the tom brady and stafford types they're going to get pushed into the second round you absolutely want to make sure you secure three quarterbacks that have starting jobs is that a good way to kind of sum it up yeah just emphasize treat quarterbacks like you treat stud running backs if there you, you go that's a really good way to adjust say. your brain to it but adjust know your- that there's not going to be running backs popping just like there's not going to be quarterbacks popping up on the waiver wire like there are running backs throughout but, the season well you can that's right you can sometimes have Alexander Madison on your bench and he becomes the starter for the Vikings. 
That doesn't happen at QB. What you wind up with is David Blow as your backup. You're still losing. So there's no backup quarterback that's going to ride in on a horse and save your team off the waivers, which is why it's so critical to nail down a couple of these really good ones in the draft. So adjust your brain, change it, and take advantage of your league mates that haven't adjusted their mindset, especially if it's your first or second year doing Superflex. Your league mates have not adjusted to it. They're still thinking, I'm not taking these guys. So you'll be able to get some value. Maybe some of these guys like in the NFFC that are going in the second round, you might be able to get them in the third or even fourth round of your friends and family league. Take advantage of that as well. Um, try to predict how your league will go. The less experienced they are with the format, the more likely they are to not know about the emphasis on QB, just like I didn't the first year we did it. And I wound up with a team with some shitty-ass quarterbacks. I can't remember who they were, but they sucked. And my team sucked, and I was very upset. And so, also, buyer beware on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know he's a popular I like player. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know. Be, it, just be careful that it may not be the carnival that it was in Tampa. He doesn't have those type of receivers. And just there's a that's a serious team, Washington. They're they're not like just some scrubby team. They're they have they, I like their long shot Super Bowl odds. Oh, we did a show by the way, me and uh, John Statational for for Sharp just yesterday, and Washington was my my long shot Super Bowl. Yeah. Make it to the Super Bowl team, not win it. Make it to the Super Bowl. I I pick them as a straight bet to win the NFC East as well. Yeah, no, absolutely love that play. But what I'm saying is that it could there there could be a benching risk with him and Tyler Heineke is a live play. I'm not saying Tyler Heineke is an allegiance to the promised land, but if you are rostering Ryan Fitzpatrick and you have a deep, you know, if you have a bench that's like seven deep, not just six deep, he is a um, a reasonable Heineke, a reasonable last round pick as a handcuff. Or yeah, and grab grab Heineke in your in your dynasty um, super flex oh, leagues as well. Just goes without saying if you can get him. So guys, let's wrap it up there. Listen, if you if you enjoy the video, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel for more content like this. We'd love for you to post your favorite late round quarterback picks. Give me a guy in the bottom 15 that you like to ascend to a top 10 performer. Drop that in the comments section below, and we will be back next week with another bowl call fantasy football podcast. Again, special thanks to our sponsor, Owner's Box Weekly Fantasy Sports. The only weekly fantasy, the only fantasy site currently that's focused on Superflex drafting. So really good time to talk Superflex um, and a really cool format with really no sharks and great, great contest sizes. Go check them out. Promo code Army. The link is in the description. DFS Army. The link is in the description below. And we'll be back next time with another bulk.